This is WrestleZone Radio, presented by WrestleZone.com. Find us on iTunes. Welcome back to WrestleZone Radio, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Nick Hausman, and at this time, I am joined by the former three-time Diamonds champion of reality of wrestling. It is our Row Thursday spotlight interview. Kylie Ray. Kylie, welcome to WrestleZone Radio. Hi, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. Now, I got to ask right off the bat. Now, the Pokemon thing, right? Now, what's the, you, your Pikachu in wrestling matches? Are you just, you just love Pokemon? <laughs> Almost funny because I. I mean, when I was growing up, who didn't like Pokemon? Uh, but when I was getting gear, I kind of wanted something that uh, portrayed or kind of represented my personality. And I feel like I'm pretty, like, smiley and bubbly. So I was trying to think of something that would go hand in hand with that. Sure. And uh, I wanted yellow because I know, like, yellow represents happiness and whatnot. And then I thought, why not Pikachu? It's funny because Pikachu isn't even my favorite Pokemon, but it just it just happened to fit much better with the type of person i am i actually my favorite pokemon is actually snorlax but mm. i want to have a big snorlax riding on my gear Snorla- so. snorlax <laughs> doesn't seem like the most aggressive pro wrestling character in the pokemon <laughs> universe i know but i like uh i feel like snorlax represents me as a person a little bit more than pikachu because i i don't know i like to sleep eat and just get in the way of things so <laughs> but i ended up with pikachu so that's kind of like a play on that paul Heyman brock lesnar shirt it's like eat sleep get in the way of things repeat you know that's like the kylie Ray right. <laughs> the story of my life <laughs> well i just i just had to ask my girlfriend loves pokemon go when we're out and about it like takes over our lives are you playing pokemon go are you battling pokemon in the streets i haven't in a while because it got to be um sort of a distraction <laughs> so i kind of had to put it down and uh put the kibosh on it for a while at least until because i'm in grad school right now and i it was kind of getting in the way of uh, my homework and whatnot so it's once addictive. i finish grad school i think i'll get back on the, on the train it's addictive right everywhere you go there's more pokemon to catch you got to catch them all right so right even if you're on vacation you know it's not even you can't even enjoy it you're just worried about pokemon go i'm sure i'm sure this is the interview reality of wrestling wanted us to be having right now so uh, oh absolutely i'm sure they're gonna love every second of it booker booker t i'm sure sitting there going yes absolutely pokemon talk this is exactly <laughs> why we said what are you doing <laughs> is booker a pokemon fan does he get it does he play pokemon I honestly, I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. I'm sure his kids play Pokemon Go, so I think he has to know what it is. But if anything, uh, I, I would see his his kids probably played a little bit more. So maybe he's actually just fed up with the game. <laughs> mm. Seems he seems like a Charizard guy. Seems like you know why Charizard? Because he brings the Harlem what? heat. Because <laughs> <laughs> bring the puns, please. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, this is starting about as well as I hoped. Uh, before we get to the wrestling stuff here, you're also like me. You're a Chicagoan. Uh, you don't have to yeah. give like your address away, but what what part of Chicago do you live in? Uh, currently, I live in Lockport, but oh. Um, oh, I grew up. Yeah, I grew up on the south side. Uh, um, my that's... dad is from the east side, hmm. and uh, yeah, I I moved down to Houston for a couple years to train with Booker, and then I came back up here. Uh, going back to school up here, and now I'm on the west side. So I'm pretty much just hitting every area of the 
well, the suburbs of the Chicago area. So Well, that's that's a great that's a great place to go then. Let's start there. So you you start here in Chicago and you move to Houston to train with Booker T. I didn't know that that was that was the story here. Why why Booker T? Why leave the beautiful city of Chicago for Houston? And I'm from Houston. I did the opposite. I went from Houston to Chicago. But why the leap? Why'd you go down there and want to train with Booker? Um, actually, well, I started training up here, but it's too cold up here. It's crazy. I don't know why you ever left Texas. It's, um, I, yeah, I was training up here for about a year and a half, maybe two years. And then I graduated, um, with my bachelor's degree and I decided I needed a change. And then, uh, I actually got a job offer in Houston and I knew that Booker's company was down there and I kind of wanted to branch out a little bit and I feel like there's an endless amount of knowledge out there especially within wrestling yeah. so why would you not want to train under a WWE Hall of Famer at that point point? and um, I went down there I was so nervous I didn't even think that <laughs> I'd be able to get a meeting with them but um, yeah my, from my first day there I mean it was there's no words it's <laughs> like walking in and having having the sit-down meeting of how I'm going to start training there was uh probably one of the best days of my life and definitely a milestone in my career because I mean, they gave me my first match. I hadn't even had my first match up in Chicago yet. So uh, I can't thank Booker enough for everything that he's done for me because I would not be where I am today without him. What's uh, what's advice that Booker's given you that uh, has really stuck with you on your journey? Um, I think he's, he's very old school when it comes to wrestling and especially nowadays, not a lot of people have the mindset that he does. And I think that's what's helped me stick out the most is it's not so much about the move because he even says it himself. He can take anybody off the street and teach some random person how to do a flip or how to take a bump. It's the stuff in between the move. That's what makes it more meaningful. And I think some people tend to lose sight of that and they don't really know about the, the gray areas of wrestling and how to make stuff mean something and um, kind of get people emotionally invested in your matches. Uh, so I think that that's where I needed the most help. And that's where Booker came in because he teaches you how to work TV style rather than just, I'm not a flippy person. So <laughs> I knew I, I wasn't going to be able to do all those things. So I actually kind of had to learn how to work. <laughs> and I think uh, Booker, I, I thank him every day for kind of teaching me and, or at least jumpstarting. I know I still have a long way to go, but he at least taught me everything that I know at this point in my career. Uh, and it's obviously going very well. I see you everywhere. You're, you're doing a lot of shows here. I know at least around Chicago and in the, in the Midwest, but also down there in Houston, obviously reality of wrestling. And you also had a WWE tryout. Now was Booker helpful in, in getting you that WWE here tryout recently, or was this something you were able to, finagle on your own and what is the process of getting a tryout i guess is what i'm asking um the press i think you kind of go about it uh, many different ways i think it depends on the person uh i've heard many stories about how people have gotten to tryouts where um i mean they're let's see at our tryout there were about 40 people and from all different walks of life like there were mma guys uh even baseball players nfl players um let's see, like fitness competitors, power lifters, and then independent wrestlers. So um, I think so many people have so many different ways of how they got their tryout. But for me, uh, what I, the road that I 
took was uh, I actually did extra work for WWE back in November down in Houston. And Mm. I thank Booker for that because he's the one who actually got me the opportunity to do extra work for them. And what happened was on Tuesday nights before SmackDown, sometimes they let the extra extras there put on practice matches for, um, you know, the kind of higher ups there. And if they like what they see, then they may pull you aside. That's at least what happened to me. They pulled me aside and uh, they basically said they like what they saw for me and we're going to try to put in a word to see if they can get me in the next tryout. And then a couple of weeks later, I got an email. Then I got a, com- a confirmation email and then um, I got the the email for the, the tryout in February. Oh, so that's, that's, I know. That's, <laughs> that's got to be nerve wracking, right? Like sitting there waiting for those emails to come in uh that's that's very nerve-wracking i would imagine yes it really is because i had the, the i did the extra work in november and they like i was riding on cloud nine and i hadn't received an email till like january and of course like there's holidays and whatnot so i understood that but i was and i'm never the type who checks my email but i was checking my email like every day like, yep. Yep. like just it's just the waiting game and you don't even know if anything's going to come about from it but it's still like oh my god did i miss something like is it there like blah blah blah. so it was it was uh definitely the most nerve-wracking like four months of my life uh well first first thing i got two questions coming to us first is what was the extra work did you wind up on tv were you security were you in the background eating a donut what did you wind up doing (laughs) well i was in the back eating donuts but i was not on tv for that Um, that's the good thing about catering there is it's just an endless amount of food but I actually um they didn't need extras any day there so sometimes you're just there just in case they need somebody in the background but uh when we were there they actually they didn't need anybody the entire time we were there so sometimes you look out and they need you but sometimes they just don't and it's good for them to just have you just in case so when I was there we didn't need it or they didn't need anybody but there's been times where like I've seen like friends of mine on TV. Obviously you have too, but yeah. yeah, when I was there, we didn't do anything. So much fun. I always like seeing my buddies like, you know, Darren Corbin. Did you know he's a doctor? Like he's like a really. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw Corbin on, um, it was a couple months ago, actually. That's It's so funny when you see people like pop up and you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You get, like the medics. Doctors, and it's, it's just a nice surprise to see people on TV, especially because yeah. you know, they're, you know all the hard work that they put in, so having that that moment where you could see him, it's it's just refreshing. Ah, uh, yeah, he's like he was treating Kurt Angle. I was like, that man really may need your help, Darren. Like that's incredible <laughs> that you're a doctor and that you were there to help him. Uh, uh, like if it were me, I would be hugging Kurt Angle, but he like kept his composure, so that's good. He's a real doctor. <laughs> he's an actual clinical doctor. Uh, he keeps it perfect. Of course. Why destroy the illusion, right? Um, so you're at this WWE tryout camp. Um, tell, kind of, you don't need to go through every drill, but you know, walk people through what is what is a WWE tryout like these days. What was your experience like? Um, let's see. Wow, well, it's uh, it was the hardest but best three days of my life. So, well, yeah, like three and a half. So. You fly in, and obviously you have to go and get your physical done to make sure that you're even capable of um, partaking in the tryout. And then the next day, it's basically just like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every single day, Um, just hard 
intensive drills and um, no amount of cardio or conditioning will get you prepared for it because I mean, everybody knows you always hear about the bag drill, the bag drill. Like that's, I don't know if you heard anything about tryouts, but the bag drill is always like the toughest part of the tryout. But honestly, everything that we did was tough. We did in-ring work, we did um, warm-ups, we did stretches, and then we also got to lift with um, the, the trainers there. And it was just, it was three days of, it was just so hard, but so worth it. And if I had an opportunity, I would do all of it again, because it was amazing. Because um, you do promos there, and you do it in front of some of the best people who have ever been in professional wrestling and WWE. And then you get to do tryout matches, too. So. Um, they're able to see you as a person and then you as a wrestler. And honestly, you just can't beat that. So they don't give you a lot of feedback while you're there, but you have to kind of wait a couple of weeks and again, more, more of the nerve wracking process there. But uh, sometimes you hear from them, sometimes you don't. So honestly, it's just, it all depends on whether they liked you or not, but it was, uh, I only cried like three times. While I was there, so. <laughs> That's good. Cause honestly, when you're there, I mean, it, it seems like another day, but then you notice little things um, like the the apron. It said WWE Performance Center, and I remember looking at it while I was just standing in line waiting to go in and do the next drill. And that's when it hit me, like, holy cow, I'm I'm here. This is what I've always dreamed of since I was seven years old. And it's little moments like that. That's when you – it makes you stop and realize how grateful you are and how far you've come and all the hard work that you put in. And it's – like you're there for a reason. So that those are the times where it meant the most to me because I was actually able to take the time to stop and think and process where exactly I was. And I, nobody could ever take that away from me. Uh, for those of the that are uninformed out there that were listening, you mentioned the bag drill. Uh, let, let people know, like, what is the bag drill? How would you describe it? <laughs> I mean, you can go online and uh, it's, it's all over YouTube. They show um, like previous, WWE tryouts that they've had and I think they have them on the network and they also have them like on YouTube so you could always look it up but the bag drill is just hit the ropes drop down jump over the bag drop down hit the ropes drop down jump over so you're basically doing you're running doing push-ups getting up running and it's it's just the stopping and the, the going of it it's you have to pace yourself and like I've seen people throw up, I've seen people pass out from it. And it's so hard because you have to do so many, you have to do like 40 or 50 altogether. Uh. And it's usually like on the last day and that you're, you're already so tired and you're already so sore. And <laughs> that's why there's no way to prepare for it. But it is amazing. And also the most intense workout I've ever done in my life. Wow. Uh, are they cutting people as the tryouts are going along or is it everybody's there from beginning to end? Everybody's there from beginning to end, so it's it's usually about maybe three three days. Um, at least my tryout was. They, I think they usually hold them like twice a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everybody's there for three days, and um, you have so many eyes on you uh, between like the NXT stars and then um, the the coaches and the trainers. There's just so many eyes on you at all times, so you always have to be on your A game. Um, because they're watching you for basically eight or nine hours a day, Man. seeing what you're doing in between the drills, making sure you're, you know, you're, you're motivating people and whatnot. So everybody's there and they're just kind of taking notes about who you are and what you're doing. 
Uh, was there a coach that you were just like, wow, I'll never forget getting to work with them and maybe something you took away from that experience, like some advice you were given? Um, I think every, I would say everyone, because I'm also like such a fan or Mark, if you will, <laughs> that like I grew up watching these guys, like William Regal, like him being there and then Sarah Del Rey or Sarah Amato, um, like those are people that I looked up to and I wanted to be like. So even like Steve Carino, um, you see these people and the Matt Bloom and it's just people who you've grown up watching and then all of a sudden they're right in front of you and they're giving you advice. And it's so hard not to just look at them and have that little mark out moment, but also <laughs> realizing that you have to be professional and you're there for a reason and you're training. So it was just, I think, Anytime I got the chance to talk to them and get some type of advice, uh, whether it was before or after or during the drills, that was like the best part of the entire tryout because when are you going to get that opportunity again, at least at this moment in your life, That's, you know? So yeah. it was definitely, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask you, well, since I got a couple minutes left with you here, uh, we'll move away from the, the tryout stuff here, though. I'm, that was awesome insight. Thank you for sharing that with the listeners. I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people want to know, what are these tryouts like now? So uh, that was awesome. We got to chat about that. But another thing that's getting buzzed about, and I feel like this is a topic that's been, I, I hate to say like contentious the past couple of years, but the business is kind of evolving and it's evolving in a direction where there's a lot more intergender wrestling. And I know that you do quite a bit of intergender wrestling. Do you uh, prefer getting to wrestle with the guys? Do you, do you think that this is just a phase? Do you think it'll eventually go back to more men's and women's specific bouts? I mean, what's your take on, you know, the fact that we're seeing a lot more intergender wrestling right now in in wrestling. Um, I don't know. I think throughout my entire career, I've kind of had um, my feelings changed throughout. Uh, so I would say at this point, I don't care if you're male or female. If you get in the ring with me, you better bring your A game because I honestly, I just want to go out there and wrestle. I don't look at myself as a female wrestler. I don't look at the guys as male wrestlers. I just look at everybody who steps in that ring as a wrestler. So I know not everybody has that mindset, um, especially uh, older school (laughs) wrestlers, we'll say, or even people with uh, different mindsets. Um, I think it depends on what show you're on and where it's at. I think it can be done and it can be done um, there's, there's a right way to do it. It just depends on what type of crowd you're in front of. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had it where I've wrestled as a female versus a male. And then I've had it where it's just been two evenly matched competitors. So I think basically it all depends on the type of crowd you're in front of, because I was also a part of sabotage wrestling, which they did in an all intergender show. And I know they kind of got some backlash for it. So, um, but if you're asking my opinion, I would say, I don't, I don't care because I train with guys every single night. So why can't I wrestle with them on a show? That's just my honest opinion. Um, you're off to Japan. I'm told, what are you, what are your plans over in Japan? What's, what's the tale here? Yeah, actually, I'm going to Japan in July and I don't know many details about it yet. Uh, I just know it's through rise and stardom. So Kevin Harvey has been a major advocate in my career, especially as of lately. He has helped me tremendously uh, between promos and just helping me get my name out there. Uh, He's given me a lot of opportunities when many other people haven't. So 
he back when we were in LA and we did a show for rise he honestly he just brought a couple of us out there he's like be out there at this segment and as soon as we went out there that's when he announced that we were all going to Japan and none of us even knew that we were going <laughs> and that was that, that video like, of that show, that's real emotion there. I had absolutely no idea until he made that announcement. So that was awesome of him to do, to capture that real life emotion. Um, but yeah, I know it's, I think, the second or third week in July. And I was like, I just got my passport probably three weeks ago. So <laughs> I hadn't even had it yet. And um, I think it's, it's for... Um, I don't even know how long we're there for, but I will definitely, that's, yeah, I should probably figure that out. I'm just, honestly, I'm so excited to go because that's usually a dream for every single wrestler to be able to wrestle in Japan because it's just, it means so much in the history there of wrestling. It's just insane. So um, I honestly can't wait. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing now, right? That's the cool thing to do. You get you get training over here, then you go over to Japan, and you come back, and you've got, like, this allure to you where everybody's like, ooh, Japan, ah, maybe they'll, right? hurt, maybe they'll hurt me now, right? <laughs> I agree, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's something you could add to your resume that it, it makes you, it almost makes you more credible as a wrestler because it does. Um, it's a completely different style, and that's, I think that's the best part, always being able to own your craft and um, learn different styles of wrestling and being able, especially with language barriers, being able to get in the ring with people who have or who speak a different language than you, that just shows how good you can be and how good you truly are. Yeah, well said. Uh, well, Kylie, uh, let's wrap it up here. I know that, uh, of course, you're here. We're uh, pitching. We're talking. Reality of Wrestling is row Thursday. Uh, what's, what lies ahead for you in reality of wrestling? Is there any upcoming shows, matches, or anything like that you'd like to let everybody know about here? They did just have the ladies night and, um, yeah, yeah, this past weekend and Hyun just beat me. So I'm no longer the diamonds division champion, but, uh, I, I do get a rematch, you know, (laughs) so hopefully, um, I think the next, uh, the next reality of wrestling show is March 17th. And then they're also going to do another ladies night. in uh, I believe may, so definitely stay tuned to see uh, what my future holds at reality of wrestling. 